0: Welcome to the Harvest House Church Sermon of the Week podcast. Our vision is to empower each person to know God, experience freedom, and discover their purpose to make a difference. Enjoy the message from this past Sunday. Amen. Yes, good morning. Yes, so good to see you. Welcome online. I just want to jump right in. I want to try to be quick and efficient, but I want to be led by the Spirit. So can we pray? Father, we just want to offer ourselves to you this morning. Just want to open our hearts to you. Lord, you can have all of me. You can have all of us. We want you to totally have everything that we are. Who we are is in you, Jesus. Our lives belong to you. And Lord, this morning, would you bring faith Would you strengthen us to stand firm in faith this morning? Bless our time in the Word. Bless the the hearing of the Word and the reading of the Word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, uh, I started a series, or not really a series, but this is just part two of faith, standing firm in the faith. And last week, I talked a little bit about who are you going to please? Are you going to please God? Or are you going to please man? And in Mark chapter 15, Pilate was faced with a decision. He knew what to do in the situation. He knew Jesus was innocent. But it said the crowd, the mob, screamed, crucify Jesus. And then it says that Pilate, wanting to please the crowd, gave in to the crowd. He wanted to please the crowd, so he released Barabbas, a murderer, and had Jesus flogged and killed. And in our day, there's, there's times we're going to have to stand firm, and so I want to really just jump right into faith and what faith is and how to stand firm in the faith. And so if you look at, let's go to Hebrews 11, if you want to turn there or get your Bible. There's a whole chapter dedicated to faith. Hebrews 11, one, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and certain about what we do not see. Hope is the confident expectation that good is coming. So when I believe and I, my hope and my faith and my trust is in God, then he's going to move. Sometimes I can't see it, like things are happening below the surface in our lives. We're praying. We're like, I don't see anything. But by faith, we keep believing, and things are shifting and things are moving. Verse 2 This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. I always love this picture. The earth was dark, it was void. And just think about it. When God said, Let there be light out of his mouth, traveling at 186,000 miles per second, light came out of his mouth and hit the universe that was full of darkness. And I want to just a little side note your words are powerful. Your words have life or death in them. And when God spoke, there was. And when we speak, we have power in our words. And it's important that we realize just how powerful our words really are. I love verse five. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found. He was here and then he was gone. Because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, He was commended, listen to this, as one who pleased God. He was marked as a man that pleased God. Verse 6, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's a pretty bold statement. It's impossible to please God without faith. because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Not only is God going to be pleased with you because of your faith, but you're going to get a bonus. When you seek God, you get a bonus. There's a reward. He's promising us a reward when we earnestly seek him. His presence is so rich. His word is so rich. So, when I seek him in the word, when I seek him in prayer, there's a reward. There's like a treasure in this book right here, like a map, like there's an X. Sometimes I've literally put an X in the word of God, said, dig, and it's like the Holy Spirit said, dig there until you hit treasure. And so, when we find ourselves being moved by faith, God is giving us and anointing us with faith in this hour. And it's time that we begin to stand firm in faith, but we've got to stand firm in Jesus. Jesus is a rock and we've got to stand firm in him. Now there's several promises that I want to just talk about. I'm not going to have time to read all of them, but Jeremiah 29 11, everyone knows that verse, right? For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. But do you know what verse 12 and 13? There's an invitation. Seek me. And when you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me, declares the Lord. There's a promise. There's an invitation for us to come to God and seek him. And he's promising, if you just seek me, I'll allow you to find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. This is Jeremiah 33.3. It's a promise. It's a phone number. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. There's another invitation. If you could almost picture yourself picking up a phone and calling God. Jeremiah 33.3. Call to me. And I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things. There's another invitation. This is for all the young people in the room. It's for free, it's a promise. In Ephesians chapter six, one through three. Children, obey your parents and the Lord. Honor your mother and father because it's the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and you may live long on the earth. Anybody ever read an email and it had an attachment to it? That's the attachment, young people. The attachment is to love your parents, respect your parents, and obey your parents. And then the attachment is you're going to live long on the earth. That's a blessing is what that is. The word of God is full of attachments. But we're missing them. God took the time to 66 books are in here. It's God's word to us. God's word to humanity. And there's promises all in there. Isaiah 55, real quick. Verse 10. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. This is God. So is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Are you living on any promises right now? Are you holding on to any promises? You remember I told you, you've gotta start owning it. You've gotta start taking God's word and you've gotta start owning it. There's one that I've been owning for a little while and that's Psalm 91, it's a Psalm of protection. But I wanna read a promise out of you, out of it to you and it's the last three verses. This is to you, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life while I satisfy him and show him my salvation. That's a promise. Just by acknowledging God, by being marked by him and not being ashamed. Like, I'm, an, I'm going to acknowledge that his protection is over me. Like, I love verse 3, I'll brag about it. Surely, he will save you from the there. But verse 2, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. That's what faith is. Like, when you sat down in that chair this morning, did anybody check that chair to see if it was going to hold you? I don't think you did. I think you just plopped down. By faith, you sat down in that chair whether you realize it or not. So as we talk about faith, let's go to James chapter one real quick. Consider it pure joy, verse two, whenever you face trials of many kinds because the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. We're being tested in our culture. Can I give you a, a heads up? He's, he's building spiritual muscle in all of us right now. Because we're gonna, there's going to be some turbulence in the future, not just right now, but later. And it's important that you are able to stand firm in resistance. Bryn's here, she's one of our CrossFit coaches, but if you don't put resistance on the bar, you're not gonna get any stronger. You keep increasing weight and it builds endurance and it builds stamina and it builds strength. The same way in the spirit. If my faith is in him, if I'm going to pray for faith, don't you think I'm going to have some tests? Don't you think I'm going to go through some things to build my faith? Of course. Look at verse five. If any of you lacks wisdom, like you're going through a situation, if you lack wisdom, you're supposed to ask God and he says he'll give it to you. But when you ask for wisdom, do you really believe you're going to receive it? Yeah. So we ask believing that we're going to receive wisdom for that situation. And then he says in verse six, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. So when we ask when we believe, we can't doubt. We've got to believe. Don't you think there's some people being swayed back and forth in the, in the culture we live in? There's a lot of people. But he's, this message this morning, he wants us to stand firm and he's building perseverance in us. And perseverance is actually steadfastness in doing something despite difficulty. He's building that in us. Let's look at James 2, 14. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well-fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. So if I say I believe, then I have to step into things. You've heard me say it before. Graham Cook said it if you want to see something you've never seen before, you've got to be willing to do something you've never done before. You spell faith R I S K. Faith has an attachment to it. There's a risk. Because you can't see it sometimes where you're going, but you've got to trust God. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. I'm there. I'll walk with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you in the fire. I'll be with you in the flood. I'll be with you. Amen? James 1, 22 Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. We have to be doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. We've got to read it and we've got to put it into practice. In Hebrews chapter 12, it tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Like he's building something in us faith. He initiated it. Philippians 1.6, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Like he started something in us and it's by faith. You're saved by faith. Did you know that? It's by faith you're saved, not by works, so that no one can boast. Ephesians 2. How do you get more faith? You know the scriptures, the Bible, the Word. Faith comes by hearing and, oh, that was weak. By the Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So when I hear the Word, when I read the Word, when I pray the Word, then my faith is increasing, right? Right? Has anybody ever heard of Charles Blondin? In 1859, he became famous. They stretched a rope a quarter of a mile long from the side of Canada to the United States across the Niagara Falls, 160 feet above the falls. And he walked from one side to the other. Not only did he walk there, he walked frontwards there and he walked backwards there. And then he got a wheelbarrow and he pushed it across. There were 25,000 people there that day to witness this. The crowd was going bananas. He said, do you believe that I can take a person across Niagara Falls in this wheelbarrow? Yeah! Legend has it that the man that was screaming the loudest, he looked at me and said, will you hop in? Of course, nobody moved. See, if I have faith, but I don't have anything in the wheelbarrow, it ain't gonna get it. I've gotta have faith, and I've gotta back it up by an action. If I say I believe, that a person can go across that Niagara Falls, well, am I willing to get in it? Let me ask you a question. Do you believe in prayer? No, do you believe in prayer? No, really. Do you believe that when people gather together in the name of Jesus, that the presence of God is there? Okay. Do you believe there's power in prayer? Do you believe in answered prayer? Well, let me ask you a question. Why is it that in the body of Christ, when we say we're going to have a prayer meeting, two or three people show up. We've been having prayer here for, men's prayer for a year and a half, every Tuesday morning at 6.15. There's a women's prayer every Wednesday at 7 a.m. And then there's two times to pray on Tuesday and Thursday at 12 noon. But you know what? There's only three or four people there Now the men's prayer got up to 30 people at one time. But now it's back down to maybe eight or 10. So if I say I believe in prayer, I gotta show up. I gotta get in my wheelbarrow and I gotta get here. You know what? You can't say courage, man, I'm too tired. Courage, man, I just, I'm not feeling it, man. I like to pray by myself. That's great, but coming together with other believers, there's power. And when we say, do you, do you believe 2 Chronicles 7, 14? Do you believe that? Do you know what that is? Somebody start it. If, let's say it together. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then what did God say he'll do? Now hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sins and I'll heal their land. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think if you believe that, if you believe that the only hope for our nation is Jesus, then don't you believe it would be really important for us to start praying together? They say there's more women at intercessory prayer than men. Is that true? I think I've seen more women with a heart for prayer. But in this church, things are changing. The men are beginning to stand firm and stand up. And I just want to encourage you this morning. Do you believe in discipleship? Do you believe in discipleship? Okay. Who are you discipling and who's discipling you? You know, this isn't to like kick us around, but this is the truth. If we say we believe, we have to back it up because faith without action is dead. I want you to go with me real quick to Acts 7.14, but I want you to mark something in your Bible. And that's Colossians 4 2. I, w- I, would, I would like to know if you would commit to something with me this week. There's a one liner, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. This week, church, online here, would you commit this week to devote yourself to prayer? And see, when you when it says devote yourself to prayer, being watchful. And thankful, then you know what's happening? If I'm watching, then I'm believing. If I'm watching for something to happen, then I'm believing when I pray, something is going to happen, and I'm thanking God. God, you're on the move. If you sit and watch TV and the news, you're gonna think nothing's happening but bad. But if you get in the promises of God, his promises are greater than the reality that you see with your eyes. So by faith, I can't see it yet, I can't see it, but I'm believing it, and I'm standing on it, I'm standing firm, because I believe that God can do the impossible. Can God save a nation? God can save the United States of America. You know what, there's a remnant, there is a remnant in the United States of America of people that are taking 2 Chronicles 7.14 and humbling themselves. There's a movement called Unite 7.14. They're praying, they're believing that God is going to save the United States of America. There's a billion soul, there's a million, there's a billion soul harvest coming. But we gotta believe it. We gotta ask the king of all kings to save our nation. And together, there's so much power in it. How blessed it is when people dwell together in unity. God says it. Go to Acts 17 real quick. Verse 26, I want you to realize something this morning. You are way more significant than you ever thought. And this verse right here proves it. 26, from one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in him, we live and we move and we have our being. You were born for such a time as this. The youngest person in this room to the oldest person in this room. 2020, God knew you would be sitting in this room. 2020, God knew the turbulence that we were gonna be facing. But for some reason, God appointed you in history for this time. This is our time to shine. This is the, I've heard Daryl say it, this is the church's greatest hour. Are we gonna rise up? Are we going to stand firm and not let the enemy knock us down? Stand firm then is what he said. Stand firm in the faith. What did Paul say at the end of his life? He said, I have run the race. I have fought the good fight and I have kept the faith. If you read about Paul, do you know what? He was beaten five times 39 lashes he was stoned three times or beaten with rod three times He was stoned left for dead How could a man could you imagine what his back looked like after he was whipped five times 39 lashes And he could say at the end of his life wouldn't that be great to put on your tombstone? I have fought the good fight. I've kept the faith and I've run the race with everything I've got in me. But I want you to realize something this morning. Stand with me if you don't mind. I want you to realize something. I want you to leave here knowing how significant you are that God knit you together in your mother's womb for such a time as this. You were not born 10 years earlier, you were not born 10 years later, you were born the exact time in history. And God wanted you to live in the United States of America to make a difference. You know, in Ephesians it tells us to make the most of every opportunity. This is our opportunity to start praying to start humbling ourselves, to start repenting, and to start believing for change. Is there anybody in this room you just feel like you've been maybe drifting a little bit? You've been asleep. You've fallen asleep. Fallen asleep on the job, so to speak. I'm not gonna ask you to get up and come down here. I'm just gonna ask you if you wanna just recommit to the promises of God. If you just wanna recommit, I want you to just raise your hand to that I'm want to, i just all in, God. I just wanna be all in, God. I wanna say what I say, mean what I mean, and do what you asked me to do. I got my hand raised, Lord. I don't wanna just be hot air. I wanna be a man of your word, and I wanna be a man of my word. I wanna be a man of faith, Lord. And so this morning, in this room, If you're watching online and you need to just give your life to Jesus, you need to just surrender to the Lordship of Jesus. I just say, just say in your heart, Lord Jesus, come in and save me. He said, those that call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And now Lord, I'm asking for an impartation, a gift of faith to come over your people this morning. Not only would we believe your word, but we would live your word. We would walk in your word. We would walk in the light as you were in the light and we would have true fellowship. We'd have true fellowship with you and with one another. So Lord, this morning, empower your church to rise up and stand firm in the faith. Lord, increase our faith through the reading of your word baptized as anew and afresh in your Holy Spirit and with fire, that our hearts would burn again and you would be our first love. But we commit our lives to you. We commit this week to devoting ourselves to prayer and being watchful and thankful. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. God bless you. Go with God and go in power. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To find out more about our ministry, visit hhcboon.org or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Harvest House Church Boone.